Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Where are we? We are at the Lowry Theatre in Salford, Manchester, for the first night of our six-night show, is it, around the country. It's an evening with Bradley Wiggins. It's about my career. It's about my love and my passion of cycling, which we're going to discuss. Who are you? Who do you think I am? I'm the one and only, the main man, Bradley Wiggins. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you ever get nervous ahead of anything like this? Have you done anything like this before? I've done a... Quite a few corporate sort of um, uh, keynote speeches where you're on your own and you've got a weatherman thing where you push the button for each slide, etc., etc. Um, but this is this is very much a different thing. This is where people are paying their hard-earned cash to come and, and watch you and listen to you. And I think there's an extra sense of responsibility with that in terms of what you give them, what you show them, how much of yourself you give them. And I think that it's not as contrived as, say, a keynote speech to a corporate company. So I think I quite like that. I like being given a lot more myself, my personality and stuff. And I think I'm at a stage in my life now into retirement where I can do that. There's no guard anymore like a, as a professional sportsman. So it's a good moment, I think. Let's just paint a picture of where we are. We are in your green room at the Lowry Theatre. Darren's making a noise there. Darren, your mate of many years. Talking to Andy, your publicist. How are you feeling right now ahead of going on stage for the first night yeah, of this six-night tour? Because like, I'm buzzing a bit because, like... Um, you get into choose your music and all that stuff, which is really kind of you're into. Uh, I'm hanging the jerseys up, which mean so much to me, the certain ones, you know, you're picking out. So it's so self-indulgent at the moment. Obviously, once you go out there and it's about the people, it's a different story. But at the end of the day, I'm showing them what get, what rocks my boat. And hopefully they buy into that by my explanation. Why does it rock your boat? Why collecting all those jerseys? Because, you know, there's plenty of plenty of pros I mean plenty of legends of the sport that you know they just don't care about any of that no, stuff I don't, I don't know I, I still think I was just the lucky one who got happened to go and win the tour and do the hour record and all that you know I mean it doesn't change my passion and what I was into like you know I'm detached from Sir Bradley Wiggins the cyclist I'm not that person anymore I'm just Bradley Wiggins now the fan of the sport who can commentate on it because he's done the same thing as other people and um it wouldn't have been any different had I not done all that. I'd have still been into it. I know people that are just as into it as I am. They just happen to have not won the tour, so they, they don't have a voice. They're not relevant. It's just whatever I say, people jump on. So it, it makes me semi-relevant, if you like. The other thing you detach yourself from sometimes is, is the sir. And I say, yeah, who, who are you? You say Brad Wiggins. Bradley yes, Wiggins. Yeah. Do you like using it? The minute I start using that, it's over. Can I use it? You can use it as much as you like, and it's more for other people. I... I um, 
No, it's not. It's not for me. I think. Uh, Why not? What's be- because it? it comes with what you've done, but it doesn't. It doesn't put you up there in any different in in social circles or in life. You know, I'd rather be me. The way the world is at the moment, it's, I'm quite happy being me and being the same as everyone else. And I don't. I don't want to be elevated in a different status because of, I'm trying to detach from what I did. I'm not trying to remain there I think that's interesting do you think some people expect you to be a certain way for various reasons because you're a knight no, because no. you won the tour because do you think do you, but do you sense do you see any of that well, do you sense that people's perceptions are a slippery slope and it's what put me in a bad place in the first place so I, I can't go there and now I've come to a, I've come to a stage in my life where people say oh this you've done this you've done that for me it's like that's I'm so happy that that made you feel that way I can't I can't relate to that but for, you know brilliant and I'm really happy for you because I have to move on. I can't stay in that place. You know, it's a dangerous place for me to be. We have to move on in a minute because we're going to be on stage soon. You're having a glass of Gavi de Gavi. I think I'm going to stick with the red, actually. You're a Shandy drinker, aren't you? I don't mind a Shandy. No embarrassment about a sh- or a panache. Before we go on, though, I guess I just want to finish off by asking you how you've prepared for tonight. Have you chosen what you're wearing? Because, you, you know, you like what you wear. You've told me to wear Adidas, which I've duly no, gone out and bought. I thought it'd be quite casual. It's not really a soup night. I thought when we get to London, I might suit up. Really? I might do, yeah. It's what do I wear if you're in a suit? London. No, I might wear a waistcoat. If I wear a waistcoat, I look like Gary Barlow. Wear a leather one then. <laughs> Nothing else. All right, I'll do it. Cycling, being cycling, you're expected to be rational, calm, do all the right things just after. I mean, you know, you don't have to John Terry after he's missed a penalty. How did that feel? <laughs> you don't, do you? In cycling, you're expected to be articulate. The trouble is they hold you to it as well. You know, always a bit frosty, isn't he? It's like, I've just done seven hours, you muppet. <laughs> <laughs> just done that 300 milligrams of caffeine, chewing gum before that. Thing. I'm like, <laughs> off my tits, mate. <laughs> no, Dave, we'd been growing his since I was 18, you know, in the British tracks. At that time, he was sweeping the corridors of the velodrome, literally. Um, as Peter Keane was running, he worked his way up and ended up running the show, and he is where he is now. And, and obviously, they, you know, I'd finished fourth. He said, you know, we, can, you know, we might not be console, but we'll give a good go like we do on the track. And you know how we work with the bikes. We'll make our own bikes. We'll give the best skin suits. We'll do this, we'll do that. And, and so I kind of, yeah, why not, you know? And obviously, he offered me a lot of money. Over four years, I had two kids. And I, up to that point, you know, struggled a bit. And I thought, right, this is my pension, you know? And so... How much was it? Fuck off. What's your Channel 5 pay you? Who cares? Money is irrelevant. Money doesn't make you happy. I realise that. Brad, having a few photos done after the first show here in Salford. It's raining outside. Um, How did it feel to you? It was superb. And um, I never cease to amaze me just how engaged people are with my story. You know, it's quite humbling, actually, in some ways. You tell your story and you get so emotional. You get so... It it comes from a place within, within... and it means so much to you and people are engaged by it and they buy into your story and you're not asking people to buy into it but they do and they understand it and they respect you know even if they don't agree with you which is which is fine as well particularly with the stuff with Lance so it's uh it's great and it's it's emotional it is emotional because of where it comes from so uh um it was fantastic great first show the crowd was superb and uh you know just to meet people after and that I thought it was a it was a brilliant first show and you know, you're judging it on success because of how people took your story, which is quite a tough thing to take because it's not a, we're not playing music that you've written that you think, you know, you, or that you want people to 
like or engage with you're telling a story that is, is and so that's quite hard to get your head for me it's quite hard to get your head around because it's not it's, it's superb I, I, <clears throat> I'm blown away by it I really am you surprised? Uh, I'm not surprised because I'll tell that story whether it's booed whether it's cheered whether it's jeered you mean Lance you mean everything you know, yeah. I think everything where everything comes from you know where I've come from today there's a story and there's a narrative as to where it started and where it's finished so I'm you know you can only tell that story you can't enhance it you can't tell a different story you can't tell story you can't change it for for public perception so I think how you tell it, it comes from the heart and it's authentic and people either love it or they hate it or they disagree with you or they respect what you're saying so I think it's it's quite difficult it's a difficult thing all round let me ask you about that because you know the story we're sort of talking about is the fact that Lance Armstrong is one of your icons in the book and he's there because of how you felt when you saw him win the world championships in 1993 when you were a 13 year old yeah. boy and it, it's essentially that people can't take that away from you is that how it feels they can't and i think as i said in the show tonight i think that's not to condone anything he did after that the u.s postal years the mark ii lance i was never a fan of i wasn't i was trying to make my own world in way in the world of cycling so you know but mark one the motorola years yeah i was i was a huge fan i was a teenager i I can't change that you know i I loved him to bits so there's, there's two things with Lance. There's the Mark One, the Motorola years. There's the post-cancer, which I was never a big fan of personally because I was already an adult by then and trying to make my own way in cycling. So there are definite two defining errors with him that that inspired me. Do you think we'll do a better show tomorrow night in London? I don't know. I think we just have to keep telling the story and people will either love it or they hate it. You can't change the story and that's what we're telling ultimately and... Uh, it comes from a place of passion, love, heart. It comes from the heart and it's authentic and you can only tell the same story over and over again. People either love it or they hate it. With more wine. Yeah, we need to maybe slow down the consumption of wine. I don't think we'll get to Nottingham at this rate. <laughs> but, fuck it. Less swear. Second night of six of the tour and I'm in the echoey Kedgestown Forum now the O2 um, and I need to find out where the dressing rooms are Dan where are the dressing rooms sorry it's alright um, you are on the first floor with okay. me so with you go through that door. not literally with me I'm on the same floor as me you okay. go up there yeah. start to see signs with your name on is Brad up there as well no he's not here yet oh, he's, yeah. up, he's going to be on the third floor in a huge dressing room how big's mine uh, as big as they get. <laughs> yeah, that one. I can smell him. I can smell him. There he is. How are you? Alright, you good? Yeah, nice roll neck. Thank you very much. It's uh, the Joe Fraser catalogue of yeah. press conferences. Are we going Arctic exploring after the show? Is that what it is? You just stepped straight out of Manchester, didn't you? Alright, mate. Alright. After last night's hometown gig. Last night was good, though, wasn't it? Last night was really good. Second night tonight, though. Should, do, we need to, do we need to change anything for tonight? Just tone down. My mum's in the crowd. I don't want to go too mad on my dad's stuff. No. Talk about my granddad and that. Yeah, definitely. I think we'll talk about it. I, just, I won't elaborate too much. Yeah. I think that's... Uh... One thing you did say last night, that you feel like a northerner. Do you feel like a northerner no. now we're back in London? Not really, no. Once I feel like a northerner, I just... I've spent 20 years there, so... You know, it's different. I think... Um, it is home now, up north. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. yeah. 
But I do love coming back to London. I mean, I grew up like a mile from here, so, you know, so yeah. You rode your bike up this hill around here and you went did, riding yeah. out to the countryside and, you yeah, know, yeah. and here we are doing a gig. Yeah, I mean, I used to ride up and down Hampstead Heath because that was like close to my home and we used to call it the Muirder, Muirder Hampstead or something. <laughs> and so it was like, um, it was the biggest climb in London really at that time for me. So it was good, it was really good, yeah. The other thing, I know you've got friends who've just arrived so I won't talk for too long now. But the other thing you did say last night is you feel like a bit of a hermit sometimes. You just want to get away from it all and get your head down. Is that it really? No, I do, I do. I, just, I see this for what it is. It's not... You can't get carried away your own self-importance, you know. I think I've done what I've done and I can talk about this part of my life but I still have to move on and try and do other things in your life. But you are an icon. You know that. You Apparently could, you so, could yeah. be in that book. No, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you are. You could yeah, be in that I mean, book. I, I'll never consider myself up there with them guys and I think that's a very healthy thing because it's always is, good yeah. to have heroes, you know. Yeah. One thing I did say last week on my private account was that when I was a kid, I always wanted to be like Maurizio Fondrest when he won the Tour of Britain in, in 1994. And then I met him last week, 28 years later. And I said to my wife, I said, now I've met him. I don't want to be like him anymore in a cyclist. I want to be like him when I'm older as a person because he's such a gentleman. And it, it's just you continue to be inspired by these people. And I said the same about Eddie, it's the modesty of the man. It's something to be admired in terms of how to live your life. And for me, if those guys that have achieved what they've achieved, you want to follow in their suit, so that's kind of a nice thing, you know. If I wasn't four years older than you already, I'd want to be like you, but that time has passed because, well, I'm an old man compared to you. That's it. Dave being Dave and, you know, announced to the world that, you know, he's going to change the world and all this, and obviously that didn't help because that added extra pressure. Did it? Of course it did. A British winner within five years. Yeah, of course it did. What did you think when you heard him say that? Well, it was boisterous and people laughed at him. Um, so, you know, it was, of course it was, yeah. He still ain't had a British winner. None of us are English. I mean, Jeeves Welsh, I was born in Belgium, and Chris is Kenyan. I mean, what more do you want? <laughs> we still ain't had an English winner. Um, Early evening in Guildford, here for the third night of the tour. Funny being back here, actually. I'm just walking up the high street, and uh, I raced up here myself about five years ago in a hill climb. Uh, and was beaten by a large Polish guy called Bodan. Anyway, we'll forget that. Um, Brad is already in the bar of the hotel, so I'm going to go and see uh, how he thinks the tour's gone so far and what we should talk about tonight. You are wearing a Chris Waddle-era Marseille Adidas jersey, yes. white with sky blue stripes, Panasonic on the front. Looks great. Yeah, I mean, Marseille have always been my French team since I was a kid I remember obviously Chris Waddle playing from Tony Cascarino and as a kid whenever British players went abroad you end up steering towards the clubs they went so in Italy I had an affection for Lazio because Gascoigne went there but also Sampdoria so I still got some vintage Sampdoria stuff Des Walker played for me was my favourite defender post Italia 90 David Platt had a great Italy 90 didn't he he scored that overhead they goal, that goal for, against Walker Belgium did. I mean he was touted as the best defender in the world after that Gascoigne made a name for himself as the best midfielder in the world. It was a brilliant team. And you think had things been slightly different and they'd got through that semi-final, they would, may have won the final. And it was better than this, better performances than this year's group that got to the semi. So. Well, they overachieved, didn't they, in Russia, the England team? Yes. Yeah. I know you love your rugby league. Obviously, you love your cycling. We all know that. Do you, are you quite passionate about football? Because like me, you support Liverpool. So why do you support Liverpool? Yeah, I'm passionate about it. But I don't lose sleep over it. I refuse to lose sleep over it. Like some people, it's just their life. 
and it can be quite frustrating following a club through thick and thin. As you, you know, it's week in, week out, isn't it? And I've got too many other things to worry about, so I try and watch it peripherally and tout for my team and that, but I refuse to lose sleep over it and that. And obviously now because I'm doing talk sport and stuff, I, I watch a lot more of the other games now and really try and take a broader view and, and be a bit more... Try and take my Liverpool head off, really, and, and try and sort of see from everywhere, really. And I, you know, maybe shouldn't say, but I have a, quite a lot of admiration for athletes from all walks of life. I've said quite a lot this week, and so I, I can I can I can find it in myself to admire other people, like Marcus Rashford, who plays for Man United. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to hate them as a Liverpool fan, but I can see the athletic side of him and Jesse Lingard and people like that. So. Aguero and all that so I don't have that complete tribalness where it's like hate them through and through you know you hate the badge and the club but you can I can see the athletic maybe it's because I was an athlete so I can see the athleticism in certain players and admire that in them but then again I think the Bull fans pride themselves on being above that a little bit don't they and they, they will they will respect other players if they play well I mean, Ryan Giggs in his pomp who could not who enjoy could the way Paul he played Scholes. football Paul Scholes Eric Cantona Maybe not Gary Neville, but um, <laughs> and, and you, you can, of course you can. How can you not watch people like Aguero and even Sterling with the hatred he gets from Liverpool fans? Yeah, but then he played for us. I mean, the way he left Liverpool um, was shocking. Yeah, really. of course. But I, you know, I know how sport works, and you know, he was a young lad at the time, and I'm sure that the agents, you know, had a, you know, I know how that is when people, are, you know, saying, "Well, we'll give you this, we'll sort that out, don't you worry." So it reflects badly on the player. The, the player is the one who makes the headlines, not the agents. So. Young kid wanting to improve himself, he's going to probably win two Premier League titles. Isn't he? You know, you went into cycling young, and you got attention early on via the Olympics and then the road racing. You have to learn on the job. Did you, did you learn not just to race a bike, but did you learn a lot about yourself and business yeah. and all that kind of stuff? Well, not so much business because you think other people are going to handle that for you while you're doing your bike stuff, and you focus on that. One thing I've said, I think, the last couple of days is um, I'm 38 now. Eight. 20 years ago, I won the Junior Worlds in, in, uh, in Cuba. I went straight to the Kuala Lumpur Commonwealth Games with a senior squad as a junior. And then in 2000, obviously, I was at the Olympic Games in Sydney. So I've had 20 years in the public eye, not the, the broader public eye, because cycling hasn't been as mainstream as it is now. But in the, certainly in the early years, within cycling, I was a name. Um, so I've had to grow up in the public eye of cycling my whole life. And you don't realise why you're doing it, but people watch you. It's a bit like the Truman Show. People watch you go from a boy to a man. They watch you get married. They watch you have children. They watch you fail. They watch you win. And you don't realise now. You look back and people are going, oh, I remember watching you at such and such. Or I remember, you know, you said this in 2005 in an interview. Do you still think that? And it's like, well, my perceptions change. I had to go through the death of my father in the public eye journalists ringing saying your dad's been murdered how do you feel you know people a lot of people in the normal and I'm not complaining but I realize that this has happened that get to live out their lives in private and I've had to do everything in public and um, pictures of me being drunk all that stuff it's all there it's all documented so it was a realization I had the other day actually that, that that's that's what's happened actually and I'm still doing it now I'm still there on stage giving myself to people they know yourself inside out you're showing your emotion crying what makes you tick what makes you doesn't I think that's one of the reasons why why they enjoy you above and beyond the achievements is because you do think about that kind of stuff and it does matter to you and yeah. and you do show a bit of yourself and do have a laugh cheeky photo 
<laughs> cheeky photo. <laughs> She's trying to take a selfie oh, and you're the, in the, the background. Cheeky ones. I can always see the... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But again, I have a lot of admiration for people like um, Paul Gascoigne and that, that really give the souls, don't they? Because I think you're so protected, so guarded sometimes as an athlete. And so, sometimes, you know, once that guard drops and you give yourself, people can see the real you in that. You know, and then you know when it comes to things like this shit, the package that's been happening for the last two years. You know, and it's like his word or my word. What was it? I don't fucking know. You know, I'll I'll tell you what I know. And then I think people could say, okay, he's actually a fucking honest person. You know, I'll take his word for it. You know, and so I think it helps for situations like that as well. You know, if you just I'll tell you what I know, and that's it. I, you know, I can only be honest with you. And so I was thinking, I was thinking about it, and I think. I mean, he said yesterday on stage, no one grows up wanting to be Matt Barbet. You're right, they don't. Oh, that was a, I was just playing. I know you were. I, I cried afterwards. I cried afterwards. No, but I'll use that one again tonight. But I was. Newsreaders failed weathermen. <laughs> they are. No one wants to grow up to be a newsreader. It's true. And I didn't want to grow up to be Matt Barbet either. And I, you know, I've, I've been on the peripheries of those things. I've danced on telly and all that kind of stuff. The, the irony is I'm trying to be like you now yeah, for my new yeah, career. Exactly, yeah. And learn to anchor and all that. I was saying to him the other day that, uh, you know, for, for as much as we all take the piss, when the, when the camera starts recording, you are very good at what you do. No, you don't have to blow smoke no, at I'm me serious. No, but I'm serious, you know, because so it's, it's, it's professional and it's impressive and... I want to get to that stage, like Gary Lineker's done, you know, and that, and you know, really, really kind of, because that's my new career now is not only the punditry but anchoring eventually and stuff like that. So, and it is tough when you start. It's tough to, to do it, you know, with six or seven people behind a camera and stuff. And that's kind of what people are saying, what you're doing now, and it's like, you don't say I'm learning to be a broadcaster, but there is an element of, you know, kind of getting used to it. And learn from me, son, you'll be fine. You know what the key is? It's like cycling. You've got to want to do it. It's as simple as that. Yes, exactly. And I enjoy it. I love talking about cycling. Um, and uh, I could talk about it all day. It's just maybe sometimes slowing down a bit and uh, 
delivering what you need, you need to, yeah. We better get ready for tonight's show, third night. How are you feeling actually about it? Good. Well, I think we're in our stride now. I'm looking forward to Guildford. I think Guildford is. I raced here in 1996, finished on the cobbles in a criterium. They used to have a crit. I think they still have the crit every year. Did you win? I might have won. Um, I don't think I did actually win here, no. Um, I saw Cav win here in the national champions yeah. jersey. He yeah. went at the stage of the tour of Britain. That's 2013. The, I won the race overall. 2013 was yes. it? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we come here a lot, and as we've said a few times already, that you know, Guildford, not only Guildford but Surrey, it's now feels like the capital of cycling with the Olympics that were here and the amount of people cycling here. A lot of expensive carbon around here. Coal here. Yeah, so. <laughs> expensive gear. Right, we better get ready. You make mistakes in the public, or you can't have a bad day. You can't get knocked off your bike, go to the hospital without paparazzi. When I won the tour, I went to Mallorca, like we do every year for a family holiday. And at 11 o'clock at night, I sat at the wall down there, like we do every time after the Tour de France. And I had a gin and tonic and a cigarette. And some packed me for 300 yards away, and it was on the newspaper the next morning. The, 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 the heading was fantastic. It's still one of the best ever. It said cigarette. And, uh, <laughs> Show done. Another great one to chalk up. Guildford. Um, I'm actually with Darren, who is how long have you known Brad for? A long time. Yeah, and you're travelling around with us around the country. We are, yes, enjoying yeah. ourselves. You enjoying it? Well, it's, it's sort of busman's holiday they call it, isn't it? Because <laughs> you're oh, driving. You the enjoy bus. it, don't you? You're driving. But the we're bus. doing things we enjoy, no? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell me what is going on here. Just describe what we're seeing. Well, these these super fans have paid their money, which um, to meet Bradley, getting all their signed um, books and photos, you know, for for their uh, collection. A lot of them, it's their dream, you know, they're, some of them are, are speechless. It's quite funny to watch, you know, yeah. which is lovely to watch too, isn't it, you know? It is lovely, it's really Thank special. You. Cheers. What, what, what did he sign for you? That's a picture of these two a few years ago. Your um, sons? Yeah, on our sort of, one of our local little, little cycle routes, yeah. Yeah. What's he written there? Max and Harry. All the best. Yeah. So Bradley Wiggins. What did he sign for you, mate? Uh, that was that one there. Oh, that's you? Yeah. When you were tiny? Well, it wasn't that long ago. It was a couple of years ago, but he was growing up. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. But yeah. Did you enjoy the show? Really good, things. Yeah, loved it. Who was funnier, me or Brad? You, of course. Yeah, thank you very you, much you indeed. That, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cheeky. <laughs> Can we stop this take that thing going on? Mm, yeah, I think it's. Um, yeah, it's fine. Just started. It's fine. It was good fun tonight, though, wasn't it? It was, and I think they are actually improved. Not that not the first one wasn't good because it was, but I just think it's it's uh, being polished. Darren, thanks a lot. Uh, where are we going tomorrow? York. We're going to York. We're going to leave in a minute. All right, OK. You get, you're driving tonight? No. <laughs> I'll see you there tomorrow. Back on stage, York Barbican, empty. 800 seats. Nine. 900 seats. Looks good, doesn't it, mate? Yeah, I mean, it looks the same every night, doesn't it, really, the, the initial setup, But it's always nice to see a new venue and kind of everyone's a little bit different, aren't they? And this one's a lot wider and not as high as some of the ones we've been to. But I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. It's good, you know, really good wealth of brilliant bike rides that have all come out from Yorkshire. And yeah, you've got the Downing Brothers coming tonight with their dad, Kenny. Yes. It's also a great rider. Hi, Rob. You're right. Hello. Um, and we're halfway through now. We've done three, got three to go. Last time was great, wasn't it, in Guildford? Funny. It was really good. I think it was probably the, me the most measured one, the best one we've done. Yeah. Good cycling crowd, obviously a lot more knowledgeable and maybe the detail of, of cycling, which you can, you can explain a little bit more, which they always like. Which bit did you enjoy the most? 
making that woman neck a glass of wine on stage? No, I mean, for me, obviously, it's quite repetitive because it's my story, and I've told it quite a lot in the last few weeks. Uh, I could just talk about it all the time, you know. So it's, it's uh, you don't get bored it's by nice it. Nice to explain the inside of the hour record because I think people don't really understand what it takes to just see someone going around for an hour. So it, that always gets a good response, you know. Um, you know, and obviously, the you know, as, as as serious as Dave B will take that, what Cav's description of him, you know, as funny as it is, Dave B will take that quite seriously and won't laugh at it, but it is a funny story. Tell the story, go on, tell the story again. People say, what's Dave B like? And the best way I can do it is Cav's description of him is that Cav says, you, you could come home and find him in bed with your wife. Dave Brailsford. And he'll make you think it was your idea. <laughs> so. Stuck with me that. So but, I was, what's Dave B like? And you could sum him up about marginal gains and this, that and the other, but actually it's like... That's what he's like. <laughs> and you do it in Cav's voice, lad. Hey, lad. Hey, lad. Build up for that. No, no, I know. Voice exercises. Yeah, it? exactly. It's not easy. Yeah. All right, we better get ready. Cav is a very funny bit in, in person, in person, in private situations, you know. Um, he just, obviously, when he goes out, as being a sprinter, you know, he's quite guarded, and he opened up a bit this year, obviously, but he was, has to be, you know, as part of the, you know, not showing any weakness and all that, but I had a bit of his hand, kind of funny. Even today, I was doing it, you know, on Twitter, on Instagram, and he was giving kids bikes in Africa, you know, I thought that was hilarious. It was ironic, you know. Why? Because he's got 300 grand watch on his wrist. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the watch, Cap. Why not? Why not take that bike? I always tell him this. He wore the bloody thing when we did again six two years ago and kept grabbing a stupid big watch on his wrist. I said, take that watch off. He said, I can't, lad. I've been given it. I was like, I don't care. You got. Kids' hands, but his little hands like Donald Trump. His massive watch is bigger than his hands, you know. Sunday morning uh, in Cardiff, we did the fifth show last night, and celebrated drinking until about two in the morning. Um, Brad very sensibly on rosé wine, watered down. Me having a few beers and then a tequila with the comedian Kevin Bridges who happens to be staying in the hotel and had been doing a show in Cardiff the same night um, feeling it now it's about half eight in the morning uh, I'm going to go for a ride because I brought my bike all this way I don't think Sir Bradley Wiggins is going to ride in fact I think I do more than he does these days although he is on Strava he revealed that last night on stage tomorrow night is the last night of the tour um, so I'll try and sit down with him and have a proper chat through how he thinks it's gone and what comes next. Here we are, backstage at, um, where are we? Royal Theatre, what's it called, Brad? Uh, Theatre Royal. Theatre Royal in Nottingham. End of the tour, sixth date. Uh, might be more. It's been good though, hasn't it? Have you enjoyed it's been it? brilliant. Um, just honoured that people have come, really, because... You know, you never know with these things how they're going to turn out, but it's been superb. The reaction's been good. You can only tell your story and you never know how people are going to take it. So um, it's been brilliant, yeah. He's just running a brush through his hair and his beard, actually. Getting the old, getting the old barnet right. Got to twist all about, isn't it? All about the look. Well, you've got to give people what they want. It's quite <laughs> hard, you see. I spend hours trying to get the look 
<laughs> I think we're both wearing smedleys tonight as well. We are. Sensible. Nice. Sensible merino. Handsome. Yeah. What do you think it's been like every night sort of talking on stage about your life? I mean, we've, we've largely followed a, a structure, but it has been different every night as well. Yeah, I just think it's... Uh, you can only tell that story. You can't change it. You can't tell something different. Um, you know, we're not telling jokes for a, for a laugh. So, you know, you can change jokes. You can change tracks if you're playing music. With these kind of audiences with, you can only tell your story, really, which is you never know how people are going to take it. So... It's uh, it's a strange thing. Obviously, I'd never done it before. I never thought I would end up doing something like this. It's been eye-opening because, you know, as I say, it's who'd have thought you could have earned a living from doing something like this? So, want to do some more? I'd love to do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, very much so. so. And I mean, what's next for you? I mean, we've talked on stage about what your plans are next, but for people listening, what do you yeah, think you're going to do sure. next? I mean, there's always opportunities coming along, and um, and hopefully be on back on the tour and races next year talking about the racing so we'll see you know as I say these things are developing all the time and in TV you know it's never done until it's done so we'll see how it goes yeah yeah tell me about it <laughs> what would it be like talking about the races as opposed to racing in them Brilliant. do you miss the racing um no but I love watching it and I obviously can see what's happening and my urge to tell people what's happening and give an insight is it's a privilege to be able to do it so I would love to be able to do that more definitely just to finish off, and we'll probably talk after the show just to appraise how it went. And Nottingham, I mean, Nottingham's a proper cycling city, isn't it? This part of the world. And Tommy Simpson grew up not too far yes. from here as well. Harmonsworth, wasn't it? I think that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I mean, it's been uh, obviously this is there's a big cycling community here and, and around. And um, Ian Hallam's obviously Paul Smith was a cyclist. So, you know, Nottingham is. Um, we're almost in the centre of the country, really, aren't we? And obviously, we're expecting a big crowd tonight, a big cycling-centric crowd, which is good because they can understand a lot of the detail we talk about, which which always helps. So, looking forward to it. Which has been the favourite story that you've enjoyed sharing over the past few nights? I mean, there's so many. It's hard. It's hard to think of one, really. For me, I love the impressions you do. I love the impressions you do particularly of Sean Yates who yeah, for those who don't Sean, yeah. well for those who don't know he, he he was a Brit racer in the 90s yeah. he wore the yellow jersey the tour stylish guy he wore he always wore his shorts really high didn't he like hot yeah. pants yeah. but he was also in your ear as director sportif when you were when you won the tour yeah and your, right. your impression of him the way he talks because there's something specific about the way he says your name Bradley <laughs> he doesn't pronounce the d so it gets worse and it's like he's drunk, you know, he said, Bradley, you are flying and you are 45 seconds up on Tony Martin. Which means you beat him, won the Olympics, all because of the way he talked to you. In other words, you are winning. That would be it. That would be Sean on the radio. So, brilliant. Love the guy. You're winning, mate. Let's go and do it. Thank you. Nottingham. Please welcome Gary Barlow! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.